How can you possibly try to pull a silver lining out of a loss to the Coyotes? Well, we're going to attempt to do just that as we look at some of the biggest reasons the Wild lost to the Coyotes today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. And Locked on Wild is available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we look at the Arizona Coyotes' loss as a necessary wake-up call for the Minnesota Wild with a couple of games left before the playoffs start. We look at a disastrous night for the power play and whether or not the Wild have fixes for that as the playoffs near. And we look at the ways that the Wild can learn from this experience as they gear up for the Blues uh, in the playoffs and the final two games of the regular season later this week. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wilds, your veteran captain of the show, with uh, well over a decade's worth of experience covering and cheering for your favorite Minnesota sports teams through highs and lows and everything in between. Happy to be here with you on a Wednesday edition of the show. Although, let's be honest, still kind of fuming at uh, what we saw last night against the Coyotes. And so decided to put a little distance between uh, the game last night and the show today because it would be easy to just come in firing, guns a-blazing, and uh, just rip every single piece of the performance uh, that led to the Wild losing to one of the worst teams in the NHL and uh, swinging and missing on an opportunity to take a two-point lead over the St. Louis Blues, which would basically mean had the Wild won and uh, even if St. Louis would have won uh, their final game, the Wild would have needed to just pick up one point in their final two games to lock up the two seed. That's irrelevant, though, because the Wild did lose. And uh, so waking up today and trying to hope that that was just a bad dream, no, it uh, it certainly wasn't. But I think the more important route to go with this, as opposed to just, well, we just got our asses kicked by a, a terrible team, is that this represents a perfect opportunity for the, the Wild to get a very needed wake-up call uh, before the playoffs begin because this was a game in which the Wild just kind of walked in and assumed that they were going to be able to beat the Coyotes uh, by simply showing up. Far from that. The Wild did get out to an early lead, but Arizona just continued to hang around, and this... You know, this is a good learning experience for this team that you can't just show up on game night and expect to beat anybody um, throughout uh, the course of the NHL, whether it be some of the best teams in the league or the absolute worst teams in the league. 
there has been a tendency for this team throughout the season to play down to their competition. That explains one of the Ottawa Senators' losses, and uh, this loss here uh, against the Coyotes as well is uh, just kind of playing down to the uh, the competition level and allowing them to dictate things as opposed to the Wild getting up to a 2-3-0 lead and uh, just coasting in this game. That, that would have been the preferred routes, but at the end of the day, this is going to be something that the Wild do learn from. They refocus, and uh, Dean Evison hit it right on the head. He said uh, they kind of got caught up in all these records that have been broken this season, uh, franchise record for wins, all the goals, all the points, all the everything, to where you just you kind of assume that you can can come in and just beat anybody no matter what your effort and compete level is. Um, but as we saw, that is very far from the case. And so thankfully this happens in the regular season and not in game one of the postseason or you know in a critical game in the postseason where it was just a flat-out no-show uh, by the team because it gives them an opportunity uh, with a couple of really good teams waiting on deck in Calgary and Colorado, gives the Wild an opportunity to get that fight back and put um, a maximum effort level out for those two games, gearing up for the Blues uh, come next week. So it is something that I think is going to make this Wild team better because it's just that final, like, hey, you got to bring you got to bring it a hundred percent every time you're out on the ice because it's the NHL. Anything can happen, and no matter the opponent, if you don't take care of your own business, then you're going to lose. And so, a good lesson learned for the uh, the Minnesota Wild in this one. Now there were, as I said. There were some silver linings to take despite uh, another concerning start start for Marc-Andre Fleury and a horribly woeful power play performance 0 for 6 with uh, something like 7 or 8 total shots uh, in those 6 power plays. Um, This is a game that the Wild definitely could have won had they been more focused and more attentive to what was going on from the get-go. But uh, Arizona ending up being able to uh, to pick up that win to snap their 10-game losing streak and to give the Wild their first regulation loss. And I don't even know how long. It's, it seems like it's been an eternity since the Wild have lost in regulation. So there are things to build from in last night's game. Obviously, the power play is one of them. And uh, the goaltending that this team has had recently... But I think they're both things that the Wild have answers for. And so we'll we'll diagnose those the rest of the uh, the show here today. But, you know, we, we saw the return of the grief line. And uh, that was the spark that this Wild team had uh, to tie the score um, at 3-3. So we did see the positives of getting them back on the ice, getting Jordan Greenway and Marcus Foligno back on the ice, and getting that normal third pairing uh, back out there, uh, but as we are seeing, this team is just still 
just missing a couple of key ingredients that have led to uh, to some of these performances. And, you know, the, the other crazy thing, too, is they've been able to put this string of wins um, and unbeaten in regulation streak together with a couple of key players on the shelf. And so it's it's a nice it, – it's – I would equate it to it's a – a class that you're doing really well in. And so you get overconfident to where you have like, you have some sort of a a quiz that's coming up. That's not going to necessarily ruin your entire grade, but you decide, eh, I've got an A. I don't have to study for this. And then you end up getting a D. And at that point you're like, well, that, um, that sucks. Uh, obviously, we've got to we got to not do that again. So, it's it's the look in the mirror, and the Wild have answered these types of challenges all season, uh, and so I I fully expect that this team will get back to where they need to be. Um, a, an unfortunate road bump in this Wild season, and it's just unfortunate that it had to be the uh, the Arizona Coyotes. But to be fair, Colorado lost to Arizona in regulation this year too. So I guess it happens. I guess it happens to the best of us. But I know one thing for sure that the Wilds can improve upon is an 0 for 6 on the power play. And I think some things that uh, can lead them to that, uh, getting the power play back on track, are right around the corner. So when we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild, we'll discuss the woeful power play. So somebody on Facebook call it the powerless play. And uh, we'll try to figure out how best to fix that and the penalty kill as well when we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make some home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can get farm-fresh, seasonal produce, and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu as well with seasonal recipes like salmon, limon, and pasta primavera. So if you want to get in on the HelloFresh experience, head to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. All part of HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure that your second listen of the day is the Lockdown NHL podcast, a full recap of everything going on throughout the NHL from your favorite Locked On NHL insiders. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. 0 for 6 on the power play. It feels like that's something you really got to go out of your way to do because uh, Jewel Erickson Eck, I think, said it right after the game that um, had the Wilds capitalized. And you, you don't even necessarily have to hear it from a player just to see those numbers, had the Wilds capitalized on even a couple of those opportunities, they probably win that game, but they didn't. And I think there are a couple of things we've seen this all season. And recently we got 
an encouraging sign that uh, had kind of led to the belief that the power play was back on track. And that, of course, was that top pairing, including Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Kevin Fiala, um, Jewel Eriksonek, and Jared Spurgeon as your top power play line. So you have um, one of your best defensemen who is very good at uh, at driving offense himself, uh, kind of the the other uh, quarterback of that power play, as it were. You got Matt Zuccarello, who's one of the best passers on this team, and has that otherworldly collection or uh, connection with Kirill Kaprizov. You have Jewel Eriksson Ek, who is as good as anybody that the Wild have in getting set in front of the net and uh, redirecting shots into the net on the power play. You've got, of course, your two best scorers in Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov as well. And it's no surprise that once that unit was assembled, that the Wild had immediate success. They had one of the most brilliant power play goals that you'll ever see against the Seattle Kraken, where it was Kaprizov to uh, Fiala to Jewel Eriksson Ek, the tic-tac-toe. Um, just a beautifully designed play, and just th- that is what a power play should look like. And when the Wilds' power play is not going well, when they're not scoring power play goals, it's because there is just a lack of shots of any sort. The It almost becomes the objective is just to control the puck the entire time as opposed to actually score a power play goal. There's there's just too much passivity in both the power play and the penalty kill. Guys being way too passive, nobody wanting to be the one to take the shot on the power play and trying to look for the perfect opportunities that just never materialize. And so when you see in 0 for 6 and... um. It, it, even when it, when they were 0 for 5 on the power play, and they had five shots total in those five power plays. That's that's inexcusable. That that cannot be allowed to happen. That is not going to get it done. And come postseason time, when those uh, power play opportunities can ultimately decide whether you win or lose a game, you cannot afford to have those stretches and be incapable of having anything close to um, a man advantage at that point. You know, we, we've seen it as well where the, the Wild gets sloppy with the puck in the neutral zone and have allowed way more shorthanded opportunities than I think anybody's comfortable with. And so we need to get back to, and we will once Matt Zuccarello is, uh, is able to return uh, and Jared Spurgeon, the Wilds just need to go with that top power play unit. I know you want to have the two so then people aren't getting too gassed out there. But first and foremost, you need to score goals on the power play. And you need to have a functional unit in order to do that. So you see an 0 for 6 on the power play against the Arizona Coyotes and you look at some of the, th- the factors or the things that factor in, which leads me to be optimistic that the power play will continue to trend in the right direction 
once all the key pieces are back and uh, can be inserted into that group. Now, obviously, if something were to happen to where one of those guys is not able to come back right away to start the postseason, then you have to make adjustments. But there's a wide gap between having Alex Goligoski be the defenseman on your top power play unit and having Jared Spurgeon be the defenseman on your top power play unit. Wide, wide gap. So concerning, yes, it's been an issue pretty much all season. We were able to kind of offset it because of how good this team has been in five-on-five. But come playoff time, those opportunities are magnified, and you have to be able to capitalize on them um, because of all the other things that factor into postseason hockey. And so the top units uh, going forward for this wild team, once all the pieces are back, I think is going to be one that can fix that issue. Um, And as far as the penalty kill goes as well, uh, if the Wild don't get sucked into playing too close to the net, and I've I've harped on this more times than I can even remember. So if you get if you get deja vu listening, at pretty much everybody is in agreement with this, and you have heard it frequently enough that uh, that it feels like it's almost daily. You have to dictate what happens on a penalty kill as opposed to letting your opponent do that. So when the Wild get sucked into where they are simply, you know, they're, they're not moving around. They're basically just just tucked in uh, right in front of Talbot or Flurry, and are allowing the other team to freely pass the puck around and uh, try to find an opening, then the only thing that the other team has to worry about is getting somebody in front of the net for a redirect. If you have four guys that are just on the perimeter, just moving the puck around without any sort of interference whatsoever, you have then one player that has to just try to find a spot in front of the net. And so if the Wilds, when they've been successful on the penalty kill, it's because they are sending pressure at the opponents to where they don't get to maybe connect on those passes that they intend to um, because they don't have time to react. You just have to do the immediate you have to make the immediate play as opposed to the, well, I could go this way or I could go this way. Um, let me just take a second to uh, to figure it out before I make the pass. Wild's got to play the puck and force, in this case, the Blues or whoever else, force them to quickly make a decision before they're ready. And uh, that leads to, you know, coughing up the puck, leads to turnovers, and it leads to bad passes that, that end up going out of the zone. It leads to the puck going to the wild so they can clear it. Getting hunkered in right in front of the net does not serve the wild any purpose whatsoever. You gotta you have to force teams into decisions on the penalty kill and uh, make them make mistakes as opposed to having four guys that have nothing to worry about except waiting for one of their teammates to uh, get in front of the net and then just shooting the puck and just redirecting it. So I have confidence that some of the missing pieces will help 
on that um, those power play and penalty kill units. So I, I have confidence that those will be fixed. And you look at recently for Marc-Andre Fleury, he's had uh, some rough starts here over the, uh, the last few weeks. I have confidence that the Wild have a solution for that problem as well. And so to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild, we'll discuss that after this. The month of April is pretty much already done. It's still freezing cold in Minnesota, but it's going to warm up eventually. And if you are trying to get back out and be active, if you're looking for a snack to help you do the same, Built Bar is here to help. And if you have yet to try the Built Bar Puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with other Built Bars, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a standard candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you are looking for your perfect on-the-go snack, head to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Marc-Andre Fleury, not exactly on a roll here. Now, his overall record since joining the Wild is 6-2. and 8-2, um, and two, I beg your pardon. But 6-2 uh, and two here in the month of April. Uh, his goals against average. That's where things start to um, kind of open your eyes. 3.26 and his save percentage, 895. Three out of the last four starts. He, he had four goals allowed against San Jose. Had just a really, really bad start in that game where he gave up um, he gave up a couple of goals almost instantly. Um, the LA Kings game gave up three goals before you could even get situated in your seat. Uh, in the Seattle game, gave up two goals right off the bat as well. Gave up four goals to Nashville and then gave ended up giving up four goals against Arizona. Actually played really well against the Coyotes to start. And then things just kind of further deteriorated as the game went. And... Flurry very self-aware of his performance, saying it's not good enough and that he needs to be better uh, better in the net to give this team a chance to win when he starts. And so you look at that as a factor uh, for the loss to the Coyotes. Goaltending not as good down the stretch. Well, I think the Wild have a solution for that as well because Cam Talbot continues to uh, pick up wins he is himself in the month of April, 4-0-2. Oh, and, and yes, we will try to dive in as to why, but uh, you look at his performance in April, he's given up 15 goals. Ten of those have been to the St. Louis Blues in the two games in which he played the, the Blues and the Wild lost in overtime. But Talbot has been on a stretch where he's playing some of the best hockey maybe in his career. And so I think as we get closer and closer to the start of the playoffs and as the, if you want to call them clunkers or if you want to call them not 
particularly good starts. As those continue to kind of build for Marc-Andre Fleury, seeming pretty evident now that Cam Talbot's going to be that guy that gets the start in game one. I think his performance just has continued to be pretty consistent uh, for this team over the uh, the last few months. I mean, you can go back even to the month of February and um, even back into January. He just has been pretty rock solid here over the, uh, the last couple of months and um, has really done a good job keeping this team in games and uh, giving the offense an opportunity to get back into it when he is uh, stopping shots from the opponents. So I think... It's pretty I think it's pretty likely that Talbot will get that first start. Now, doesn't mean Marc Andre Fleury won't play in uh, a postseason series, but I think unless Talbot or, or unless Fleury really comes out and surprises against likely Colorado, I'd imagine Talbot will start uh, the Thursday night game. Unless Fleury really dazzles in his final start, I think Talbot's pretty well penciled in. Um, as that number one starter. And so you look at these factors as to uh, what led to the Coyotes getting the win, and you think, how could this happen? How is it possible that the Wilds could uh, just inexplicably lose uh, to a team as bad as the Arizona Coyotes? Well, we, we looked at the power play, and you know, with some key pieces out and just a lack of, of overall just even attempting shots, that's something that I think will be fixed. Playing down to your opponent, I think that will also improve here the final two games of the season and into the Blues series because it's the playoffs. You you either lay everything that you have out there and win, or you go home empty-handed. There is no, well, we'll just be better in our next, you know, on our next game. You get the you have to win four games, and uh, if you lose four, you're done. So I, I don't get the sense that this team's not going to understand the the stakes come playoff time. And so it's easy to look at this uh, this type of a loss in the regular season with time winding down, playoff spot already clinched. It, it's easy to look at it and just you know, kind of go off the deep end with, you know, terrible performance, embarrassing, any any of those kinds of, uh, any of those types of adjectives to describe it. But what you can also do is you can go to the other end and say, hey, yeah, they beat us, but we're going to learn from this and we're going to be ready to rock next time out, which is exactly what Dean said. So, I think everything that that let the Wild down in this game, I think they'll be fine um, when the games matter the most. So hopefully we'll see some fun things against the the Calgary Flames and the Colorado Avalanche to finish off the regular season, and then playoffs are here. Playoffs are finally here. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, again, head over to Locked on Sports Minnesota to check out the Ron Johnson show, the former gopher and NFL wide receiver is the voice of Minnesota sports with huge opinions and big guests. Make sure to check out the Ron Johnson show 
as part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube as well. Just like Locked On Wild, we are also free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Wild so that you don't miss out on any of the fun excitement with the playoffs right around the corner. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube as well so that you can stay up to date with all things Minnesota Wild. We're keeping you as up to date as possible on your favorite Minnesota hockey team with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.